Welcome to the MCW Office of Faculty Affairs podcast. Hello, my name is Christina Rungi, and I'm Associate Provost for MCW's Office of Faculty Affairs. The OFA team created this podcast to provide information on topics that support your careers and help you flourish as a faculty member at MCW. Welcome to today's podcast, and we're really happy to have Stacey Drithka, Director of Faculty Affairs, who is here to talk to us about retirement for faculty. So welcome, Stacy. Hello. Thank you, Dr. Rangi. Wonderful. So why don't we kick things off with you walking us through MCW's retirement process? So what does that look like for a faculty member? Yeah, absolutely. As faculty uh, members make decisions about their journey into retirement, uh, they're really encouraged to have discussions with their department leadership as early as possible. Uh, These conversations can be used to determine timing, transition plans, potential options for reducing effort and phasing into retirement, and even emeritus status. So really and truly, we we encourage faculty to, you know, think about those, have those um, conversations early. And then when a decision is made, uh, we do ask faculty to provide a formal written notice to their leader, and they're encouraged to connect with the benefits office to learn and understand benefit options, how how they will access their retirement plan, ensuring that they're staying connected with Social Security and Medicare benefits, all of those pieces that that really impact them and the decision that they're making. Okay, wow. Yeah, you know, it sounds like there's a lot (laughs) to think about. and It's kind of this big mystery because, you know, if you're retiring, it's something that no one's you have never done before, right? <laughs> so this this is the first time people have retired, right? Um, so um, so what what does the timing look like? Like you said, you you want to do it as early as possible. You talk to your your leader and department administrator, for example, um, also benefits office. But where would you like to maybe like start? Where what are the kinds of things that we we want to make sure people are doing and like checking off some of the boxes, for example. Yeah, so first I'll tell you, we have a checklist out on InfoScope that really will help guide these conversations. And so, you know, really a year out is not too soon to be having these conversations with uh, with their leaders um, to really start making those decisions and the transition plans and all of those pieces. So um, honestly, you know, a year out, and then we've got this checklist that really guides through the process. Okay, fantastic. So, um, so for example, if uh, what are the types of things people might not expect? So you're you're having you're thinking about retirement. You're thinking about what you know your life's going to look like, and you're and you're thinking about the four hundred three b and some of the finances and things like that. But for example, if uh, that if you want to keep your your email or or some other aspects um, here that that are active at MCW, what's the process for that? Yeah, those are great questions. Uh, Faculty do have the opportunity, retiring faculty have the opportunity to continued access to their MCW email address, library services, infoscope, general access and secured parking um, as part of being a retiree. And so that request does need to come to the department upon uh, resignation or termination of their employment. And the the department administrator is the one that would be requesting that on behalf of the department or on behalf of the faculty um, as they're as they're exiting. So it's important to have those conversations with the leadership um, to let them know that there's interest in continuation of those services. Okay, fantastic. And to kind of like to seal things like when you when you've decided and you know the date and you've had these discussions with your leader and department, you would 
then provide some sort of formal written notice or is that kind of kick kick that part off the official piece exactly so that that formal written notice is what would indicate uh, to the department that the date in which the retirement would be taking place um, and then those are where conversations can happen at that departmental level as well about continued access and their desire to stay you know even connected to the institution whether it be on a part-time basis or or even with that emeritus status Okay. Oh, fantastic. So speaking of emeritus status, um, why don't, do you want to describe that a little bit? Like, uh, what is it exactly? How can a faculty member request it? Uh, what does that actually mean? And how do we, how do we go about that? Yeah. So emeritus status is really an honor to acknowledge a distinguished career. So faculty who have worked at MCW for at least five years and have provided distinguished service are eligible for this honorary status. Again, these are discussions that should happen at that departmental level with department leadership. Um, but the, the request would actually come from the department chair or institute director. Um, and the, the process itself is facilitated by the Office of Faculty Affairs. But there's a request that's sent to the dean requesting that emeritus status. Uh, and again, it's an honorary status that is actually conferred by the Board of Trustees. Okay. Oh, fantastic. So, um, and so that's, that's good. So that's, uh, like you said, that's a discussion with, with your leader. It's handled at the department level. I think they fill out the paperwork and, and request that then to faculty affairs. So that's, that's a great way to facilitate that process. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so uh, what are the other um, resources that we have for faculty or uh, looking for retirement. So they're maybe planning even five years out or, you know, getting a little closer, but what are the kinds of resources and supports we have for people to learn more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So the Office of Faculty Affairs really support faculty throughout their entire life cycle. So from new faculty orientation, right up to the retirement process, and honestly, everything in between. Uh, faculty Affairs does have uh, resources out on Infoscope. We have a, a toolkit um, that is full of information, checklist, information uh, on retirement benefits, how to find a financial advisor, there's reading resources, and more. In addition to that resource, we also have programming. There are a number of programs that are offered. Uh, in May of every year, there's a retirement seminar series that has a number of discussion topics, Things like what is your wealth score, maximizing social security benefits, clearing up the Medicare confusion, estate planning, turning assets into income retirement, all about long-term care. So these are all kinds of topics that will be impacting um, faculty as they you know, look to retire. And so you know, anyone is, is welcome to come to those sessions. So Dr. Lange, to your point of, you know, five years out, maybe I wanna start looking um, at these sessions or attending. We always record them. So they're out on the website to, to view at a later date or just in time when you, might, when you might be thinking about it and need some information. So those are available out there. Also during our spring development day on March 24th this year, we are hosting a panel discussion where we've invited retired, retired faculty back to share their personal experience on their journey so that our current faculty can learn what that process was like uh, from their peers. That's wonderful. I, I do love that event. I know I think we have some that are recorded too and they're always really fun to participate in a lot of Q&A and because you're right. I mean, there, the, there's so much more to retirement than 
just social security and your retirement benefits and things, right? There's also the, what does that even look like? What does it feel like? What do people do with that time? Like it actually, we're all really busy and we've had these great careers and uh, to think about what life looks like uh, on the next chapter, what do you do with that time and how do you, you know, how do you do you make that transition just uh, emotionally and everything too? Yeah, that is a huge, a huge component. And, and we actually are launching a retirement mentoring circle to help with just those pieces. So uh, this would be a tool to support faculty in their transition to, you know, help them determine what does their day look like? Well, how are they being defined as a, a faculty member who maybe is not a a researcher or a practicing clinician. Um, so we anticipate faculty who are maybe three to five years out from retirement, um, preventing or providing them a space where they can come and have open discussions with recently retired faculty about what they need to plan for in their preparations. How did those faculty come to terms with that decision to retire? When was the right time? Um, all of those pieces. And so it's really, again, just creating that space to have these conversations with people who have who've done it before them um, to help them plan and prepare. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. I really love that idea. So thank you for supporting that. I, um, and so what are, so when we talk about, you know, kind of looking way ahead, are there options for faculty who are interested in a little, not quite so the complete, like uh, 100% deterministic, I'm retired, but a little bit more of a phased approach. Are there options for that? And what, what might those be? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say effort changes are probably the most common ways we see faculty phase into retirement. So, you know, shifting their FTE effort down over a period of time. It's really important that faculty have these discussions with their department uh, leadership to determine what that effort change looks like. You know, there's abilities to move into part-time faculty status as well. Uh, and I would just like to remind everyone to, you know, explore benefit options and what that status change might mean. So whether that's contacting faculty affairs or the benefits office specifically, we're happy to help have those conversations as there might be some impact, but it does allow faculty that ability to phase in to that retirement space. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so someone uh, takes the plunge and they're, uh, they're retired. So then what are the ways that they can stay connected with MCW after uh, they're retired because we do still consider them faculty. You know, they're still part of the MCW family. So how are the ways to uh, stay connected? That's a great question. And this is one of the things that I appreciate so much about our faculty is their desire to stay connected to MCW and be part of the knowledge that continues to change lives. Many of our retirees do wish to stay connected uh, and are issued volunteer faculty appointments. Again, that's a discussion that can be had at the departmental level. This allows faculty to continue their contributions to MCW programs in different ways. These appointments are without tenure and they're generally for three to five years. They're renewable without any specific limit on time. So again, if that's a, an area of interest, we'd encourage uh, the faculty member to have those discussions with their leaders uh, to see if that's a way they can stay connected with their department. There's also the Retirement Engagement Committee. This is currently made up of about 15 retired faculty who meet quarterly to discuss ways to improve the retirement process. It's also giving uh, these individuals a way to stay engaged and it provides a social gathering uh, to stay connected. 
So any faculty retiree who's interested in joining can certainly reach out to Faculty Affairs and we're happy to get them connected with this committee. And then lastly, I would just say mentorship is another really great way to give back. You heard me talk about uh, several programs that included our retired faculty, um, you know, participating, whether it be in that um, retirement discussion or even in those mentoring circles. And we certainly appreciate faculty who wish to give their time and talents and share their experience with others. So if that's an area of interest for those that are, are phasing or, or looking to retire, uh, please let the Office of Faculty Affairs know if this is an area and we'd certainly like to, to stay connected. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. And I, and you know, since people can uh, still keep their MCW emails and things, they're still aware of all the events and can sign up and participate and, and being engaged in that respect as well. Yeah, absolutely. Again, they'd have the ability to stay, to have access to Infoscope, which would share information about what's happening within the institution. And then they're also added to a, a retiree distribution list. So when uh, mass emails go out um, applicable to those retirees, they would have information that way as well. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Well, well, thank you, Stacy. This has been incredibly informative. And uh, as a reminder too, yeah, to everyone that uh, hopefully this uh, helped get at least a, an overview of what this process looks like when we refer to the OFA InfoScope website and the retirement toolbox um, for more information. And then of course, your department's leaders uh, and uh uh, department administrators. So wonderful. Well, and of course, anyone can reach out to the Office of Faculty Affairs anytime. So thank you so much, Stacy. This has been really, really fantastic. Thank you. The OFA pod is produced by the MCW Office of Faculty Affairs. For more information, please search for Faculty Affairs on Infoscope. If you have questions from today's podcast or any topic, please contact us at Faculty Affairs at mcw.edu. Thank you for listening.